TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Yeah, we do welcome you to a football Friday edition of Two Guys and a Mic. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Friday here in the fine city of Chicago. TalkZone.com. Two Guys and a Mic, Big Dog and a Coach. At your service and not a lot to talk about. Got a big sports weekend coming up. Looking at the football slate. Uh, pretty good college football. Not the greatest slate of games, but like Joel said yesterday, like the big dog said yesterday, if it's a Saturday at college football, every Saturday is a great day at college football and some big NFL games this weekend as well. Let's welcome him in. Yesterday he was in studio. Today he checks in via his palatial estates, I believe, out in uh, beautiful Aurora, Illinois. It is the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Oh, coach, uh, you know, I wish I was checking in from the palatial states Uh-oh. out in Aurora, but believe us or not, this was, there was a miscommunication yesterday. Uh-oh. Yesterday, I was a homeless man. Really? So I go back to, to Rob's house at about 11.30, 12, Rob McEwen, producer, the, like the, the other show that I'm on. Uh, the Rain Man. Uh-huh, The Rain Man. <laughs> well, I put the key in the back door, try to open it up, and it doesn't work. He deadbolted the other four bolts on the door. That you know he lives out at, at his studio out in Humboldt Park, not realizing that I needed to get there. So I ended up I couldn't I had no place to go. I called up a couple people, my friends that I know in the city. Nobody answered, mm-hmm. so I walked the streets of Chicago Interesting. until finally one of my friends who knows me she she picked up the test. She's like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "I'm stuck out here." So she ended up letting me stay at her house at like six thirty in the morning. Wow! So I got to tell you something. At first, I was like, "Ah, it's no big deal. I'll sleep outside on his porch," you know, because uh-huh. he isn't picking his phone up. Uh-huh. Well, at about one thirty in the morning, I was like, "It's a little too cold for me to be sleeping out here on this porch." So then, I, the next thing I know, I started walking around the city. Pretty so interesting evening. You had a little experience of what it uh, of what it feels like to be a homeless person. We all hear about it, or those of us that have never been, you hear about it, you read about it, you see about it, you've watched shows about it, you've seen people, but. You don't know what it really feels like. Yesterday, you, in fact, experienced it a bit. Yeah, because, you know, like, if I couldn't get on a train, a uh, metro train to go back out to Aurora. Mm-hmm. So that it, and, um, you know, it was too late for that because it was, like, after 1240. And, you know, he, he isn't answering the phone because he's asleep at his house. It was, it was not a good experience, Coach. Hmm. But you got rescued. At one, yeah, so at, you said at 1.30 in the morning you started walking around the city? Yeah, wow. through Humboldt Park. It's really beautiful at 1.30 in the morning, Humboldt yeah, Park. Coach. I'll bet it Seriously. is. I'll bet it is. Like, legitimately, I, you know, in this time of year, there's a lot more bums to be stepping over when it's when it's, uh, when it's it's warm out like it was. Like, it kind of warm, you know, like 45 degrees last night. Unseasonably warm, yes. Yes. Yeah, it was very interesting evening for me. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, attendance at some of the homeless shelters has been down this month because of the unseasonably warm weather they're hoping to pick up in December. Who's down? What? What? Who's down? Uh, Chicago Land Homeless Centers. Oh, the shelters. Okay. You know the shelters. You know. Yeah, I wasn't going to go to one of those, Coach. I, I didn't want to go, especially yeah. in the referee suit. It wouldn't have looked good. Oh. <laughs> you were wearing the referee's uniform that you you did for your filming on the show. 
Well, That's... I refereed last night. I was refereeing oh. out at Montrose Beach. Okay, I was thinking so your refereeing shirt you do for the uh, uh, Shytown Mix.com website. You were refereeing last night. The flag football league is still going on. Hadn't that damn thing ended yet? No, it has uh, the championship weeks are next Thursday, though. Wow. No, no, two more weeks. So we got two more weeks of it. So if we want to come down and watch you uh, referee semifinal and championship football, a lot of our female fans might want to catch that. Where might they find you? Again, award-winning flag football referee of co-ed recreational football, the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Uh Montrose Beach, Coach, Montrose Beach. And, and yeah, I just want to say this really quick. Yesterday, the other guy that I was working the game with, possibly, I don't know because I was paying attention to something else, may have missed a call. Mm-hmm. And the quarterback – who was on the sidelines for the team that the call went against, said a couple words that I can't say on TalkZone.com. Well, I guess I could say them, but David Olson would not have me back. TalkZone.com. And then he he ended it with a, you suck. And he's like, you're killing us. You're costing us the game. By the way, that was like the only controversial call the whole entire game. Mm -hmm. And when the game was done, I I proceeded to walk right past that quarterback. And I'm like, hey, that bum on that team said that you cost them the game. He threw four interceptions. I thought this guy was going to run right through me because he should have done the lucky game. Me. Then his team starts making fun of him. They're like, he's horrible. I mean, we're not going to let him play quarterback anymore. It was beautiful. A little trash talking from your friendly referee. I will tell you, I will tell you from officiating myself, one of the most difficult parts of officiating is if your partner has, in your particular opinion, clearly blown a call, but well, it was his call. That. I didn't say that. I don't, I I'm not, I'm okay, fine. But, yeah, so in your mind, he clearly blows the call, but he makes the call. He stands by it, and you then have players arguing with you, and you are now in the position where you have to defend yeah. your fellow referee, even though you knew he blew the call. It's an uncomfortable situation. Oh, and they were all yelling at me. You got to do something about that. I'm like, I'm looking downfield. I'm like, I'm doing my responsibility, making sure there's no contact downfield. Mm-hmm. And then they start, you know, getting at me, and I just started laughing. <laughs> You know, I, I do, and they start yelling at me. I okay. just laugh. So the story of you, the homeless person in Chicago, uh, even gets better because you were the homeless person <laughs> wearing a referee shirt. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The walking the whole, the Humboldt Park, everything, the socks, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful look. Is it? Do we have this on videotape by any chance? Uh, I well, by the way, Humboldt Park has enough blue lights. Uh, in the area that I'm sure if you go to the Chicago Police Department, I was on video all night. See that? So. David, if we sent one of our uh, female interns down, we could probably, you know, get four or five of those blue light specials, if you will, edit the material. We could put up a nice little 10-minute video of the big dog, one thirty in the morning in Humboldt Park. Yeah, you, you can play it to Pearl Jam, off he goes. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be a, it could be a good video. Yeah. yeah. By the way, speaking of the music, I got I to gotta throw this out. You know I'm a country music guy. I missed the uh, country music awards, but I did hear, uh, who's the new star now, Miranda Lambert? I have no idea. Okay, check out. And I don't have a whole lot of idea of her either. But uh, the winning video, I did plug in via YouTube and watch it. It's the house that built me. And first of all, Miranda uh, Lambert, big dog, is worth checking out on YouTube unto herself. Well, that's usually a country star. Let's 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 face it. If you're an R and B or a country star, the first thing they do is find out if you're hot. Then they decide whether or not if you can sing or not. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful young lady. Do you remember what a young jewel used to look like? I was yeah. It was uh, it was it was basically just a couple rows, and then they added Osco, and then oh my goodness, the place shot up like crazy. Stop it. I still remember Jewel, and I hadn't heard much of Jewel, but when she sang the national anthem, I can't remember what Super Bowl it was, but uh, I had and it was the Super Bowl. And after watching her sing the national anthem, I don't think I concentrated until like mid 
third quarter. But anyhow, check check it, out. The, the jacked up tooth, tooth doesn't do anything. I mean, it doesn't mess you up. Huh? The snaggle tooth that Jewel has. The who? The snaggle tooth that Jewel has. No, I like the snaggle tooth. You do? It works. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah. That's a hud. I'm a somewhat strange individual. But check out the music video. Folks out there that are listening, very, very cool. The House That Built Me. It's a beautiful song. The video is great. It's basically her going back to the house uh, where she was a kid, Big Dog, and someone else is living there now. She knocks on the door, uh, explains who she is, and she wants to take a look at it. And then they superimpose some of uh, the videos of her as a kid and growing up in the house. It's pretty cool. One of the uh, best country music video and song of the year, The House That Built Me. Check it out. Miranda Lambert. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. I'm on YouTube a lot, Coach. And, and as we know, more people watch YouTube now than yeah. television. So it's, yeah. uh, I, I will definitely check it out. Well, people can type in your name, Joel Radwanski. And they don't even have to go, Radwanski, like I sometimes do. And you've got a bunch of YouTube stuff out there. So you you become uh, somewhat of a uh, video star. Yeah, Coach. Emphasis uh, on uh, somewhat. Uh, in the last uh, four weeks now, uh, yeah. 30,000 hits in four weeks. So it's, we're starting to gain momentum. Wow. We're starting to create a digital footprint. You're, you're, getting, up in, you're getting up in Rob Half-Pipe-Pankman territory now. Three, How many hits in... 30,000? 30,000, yes. In three months? Of my total views of everything that I've done, not just like one particular one, because you know, i got a bunch with like a 1,000 views. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, it's 30,000 views. Now. Yeah, I love that term, by the way, the digital footprint. We were talking about that in the uh, car ride yesterday. We do want to thank Robert McEwen, who filmed the show yesterday. Big Dog and the Coach in studio. Check out the ChitownMix.com website this weekend. That show will be up there live and in person. Uh, I think rain- he has a man crush on you, by the way, Coach. Well, it goes both ways. He's very legitimate. He's not listening right now. He's trying to meet with somebody to try to mm-hmm. pay him to do some video for him. But uh, yeah. yeah, he like all night. He was just glowing about you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, if, right. if it doesn't work out with you and your wife, I mean, just just shave Robert. Yeah. You might have a well, you might have a new one. Even so. if it does work out with me and the wife, you know, after eighteen years, a brief <laughs> a brief fling with Robert the uh, Rain Man McEwen couldn't couldn't do anything but spice up the marriage. Why not? <laughs> but uh, I love that term we were talking the. the the digital footprint sounds so so neurotechnological. Yeah, it sounds like it actually means something. Yes, and I don't know what it means. I just said yeah. that, you know, I was just so, trying to so. act like I know what I was talking about. <laughs> so you've got one, you just don't know really what it is. I don't have, I have yeah. no idea. It's probably triple E. Yeah, certainly. It's sure. probably like a couple of your other body parts. All right, we got to play beat the schmoes football Friday today. David Olson's got hip pick. Big dog, you're in a slump. You're going to break out of it today. I'm in a slump. I went two and one last week. Oh, that's right. I forgot. We had you down for 0-3. We were incorrect. I apologize. Uh, I've got a lot of pressure on me. i got a big win streak goal. We'll make those beat the schmoes. Football predictions. We'll talk some NFL football, college football, football Fridays. Always a special time here the two guys in a mic show. Looking at the college football slate for um, tomorrow's games, Big Dog. There's no, you know, super big matchup. But, you know, the more I look at it, you know I'm a big California guy. I'm a big Jeff Tedford guy. Oregon at California, that's a possible uh, BCS Bowl upsetter. And you know what? Texas no Christian. No way. I'm big no dog. Way. It's California, and it's Jeff Tepper. There is a way. Hey, have you seen California play this year, Coach? This is the worst Cal team since before Tedford got there. I think he's been building for this game. I think all of a sudden admissions is making sure these guys are eligible to actually oh. go to Berkeley. Oh, that's not what right. The problem has been the last couple of years. That's not fair. You can't have your admissions department working against you. That's no good. I, I couldn't agree more. 
Come hey, on. If, if you're six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, and can run a four-six, you mm-hmm. should be get a little leeway long, when you're. Uh, long as you're not demanding one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I say let the guy in school. And maybe those are the, if, if Cal Berkeley is supposed to be such a great school, can't they educate these kids if they're not smart enough to go to Cal? That's right. They should take that approach. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you're so good, we'll take somebody that's not so good and make them smart. And, and, and openly admit it, hey, this person's here because they can play football, yeah. but they're going to leave being able to have the same education that uh, somebody that used to read the dictionary when they were eight or nine hours a day. I think you've stepped on something there. I think your digital footprint has made yet another imprint, Big Dub. This is go- all these uh, high academic, highfalutin colleges, David Olson, are, you know, if they're so damn good, if they're so good, why are they turning away people with B's and C's? Anybody can take all A students and look Amen. good. Amen. <laughs> You know, bring in a couple of downtrodden C students. Bring in some goof-offs off the street. See if you can educate them. And then show me your Harvard or Ivy, Ivy League credentials. You know, no, I, I'm like half joking, uh, you know, I'm about not. that. But do you know that there's been so much nepotism at, like, Harvard? And there's been they've done so much to, like, if, you, if you're willing to pay somebody, like, you know, half a million dollars under the table to actually yeah. get your kid in that does isn't worthy, yeah. that, like, legitimately now – like, uh, I, I forgot the exact terms. But the best way for me to tell you is, compared to, like, 50 years ago, uh, there's, like, morons graduating from Harvard as opposed to what was happening in 1960. Mm-hmm. Cause uh, that's, I mean, so, well, I'm not saying it totally undercut your, your credibility as an institution, but there's, maybe there's, there's something to be said for somebody who can basically practice uh, a college sport mm-hmm. for 40 hours a week, work out, Make a and be actually in front of the cameras and be nationally known, mm-hmm. and then also be able to go and study in a school. That's pretty difficult. It's much more difficult than just somebody who just goes mm-hmm. to school. Yeah, like and a, maybe started out like drinking a, at a, a nine a.m. every Saturday. <laughs> we were half kidding in the beginning. The more we talk about it, it sounds like a logistical idea. Uh, let me throw out the phone number real quick. Any of our listeners want to join in on our uh, academic? Discussion here, soon to turn sports-oriented, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. Big Dog and the Coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Big Dog, I would think the whole nepotism thing, though, has the last two or three years tightened up a little bit. There was the whole scandal with University of Illinois. So don't you think a lot of schools now are a little bit more um, tighter, a little less lax in allowing people in that are – friends of a friend or relatives of relatives. Can you refresh me on the Illinois thing? Because Illinois has been renowned for not letting athletes in who didn't meet standards. So what was the well, – was... the, the Illinois thing was not athletic-related. Yeah, that's it, why I was – what is it? It was – got to read stuff besides the sports page. You know that? Coach, this, come on. All right. Do you know every single story that has happened in America in the last four years? I apologize. The Chicago Tribune came out with a story probably about a year ago, and they did one of their exposés. They're very good at it. Now, they don't report the news all that good, but they're great on exposés and basically uncovered a fairly large scandal. It cost uh, the president of the Illinois board and a couple other members to uh, leave their position, trustees, whatever they want to I do remember like a yeah. controversy at Illinois where people were leaving. I just don't yeah. remember why. Well, basically they found out that uh, you know people that were uh, of less credentials were getting into the University of Illinois because of who they knew. And if you didn't know anybody and you had great credentials, a lot of you were being left out. Not really a fair situation. I understand. I yeah. understand. So, but, but you know, I, I would think colleges are tightening up on that. But getting back to uh, California, whether they are, whether they are allowing uh, football recruits in or they're tightening up or not, I still think that is a possible 
you know, it's the old story when you least expect it. I, Oregon heading into California, maybe. How about Texas Christian taking on the uh, runner rebels of San Diego State? That's a possible upset. Uh, especially considering that her name is the Aztec at San Diego State. <laughs> I threw that one in just for good uh, measure. Coach, there is no possibility <laughs> that that is an upset. Uh, San Diego right. State, actually, this is the best San Diego State team since the early 90s. Honestly, they're actually not that bad of a club because they had some very lean years. Which but sounds right like now, in order to pull this upset off, it's in Fort Worth, Texas. Christian has only allowed 23 points to their last six opponents. All right. It's okay. I, I can actually find like a, a like a glimmer of hope, possibly for an at-home California team, maybe catch some lightning in a bottle. I still don't think it's going to happen. But the, the the idea of San Diego State beating Texas Christian would, would be shocking right. to me, Coach. I'm, I'm trying to find an upset out here because I have a feeling one of our comfortable four, if you want to call that, the top four, mm-hmm. are going to get knocked off this there, weekend. There's one. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to get all sweet and stuff, but it's, there's, the, there's the easy one. Auburn's the that's, only easy one, Coach. That's what I was going to throw at uh-huh. you next. Georgia the Bulldog travels to Auburn, but the obvious – reason for an upset maybe it's too obvious is all the controversy involving their uh quarterback and their leader mr cameron newton yeah obviously that's an obvious one there's also another obvious one out of the four teams we're looking to pull off the upset georgia by no means is a good georgia team but they're still the most talented of the four teams you, mm-hmm. you do have to have uh, a pretty decent team in order to knock off one of those uh so i would have to say georgia's the other one and i i for is boise state playing the bears chicago How bears yeah, the Chicago Bears. How easy is their game this particular I Saturday? Think Boise State is facing the Chicago Bears, and they're okay, favored well, they, by they, the six. The Bears have no chance at an upset then. <laughs> I think it's, it's not Louisiana Tech. I, I forget who it is, Coach. Yeah, but yeah, nobody, whoever Boise State is playing is not going to beat them either. Right, so the only like we say all this, and you're you're exactly right. Maybe this is the week that it finally happened. Mm-hmm. I just had a feeling. Just had a feel. Other than that, it's a fairly quiet college football weekend. No dramatics going to be happening. Big Ten's actually got a pretty good game. A revitalized uh, Pennsylvania State team. Joe Paterno winning his 400th game. They traveled to Ohio State. I think that game is at Ohio State. It that's is. that's a pretty good matchup because of Penn State. Great story too. Big dog walk on quarterback. Guy that they did not want. They did not recruit. He walks on, makes the team. He's their starting quarterback now. Was brilliant in the second half against Northwestern, but. Uh, Good story there, and Penn State definitely a different team than the first half of the season. Yeah, Penn State's playing a lot better, and Ohio State has tended, especially on the road. I know this game's at the horseshoe, so it's not as likely to happen. But um, Ohio State has slept walk through a couple games this year and made some games a lot closer than they should. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be the story there. But it is, Ohio State is a 17-point favorite for a reason, Coach. 17, huh? They're a 17-point favorite for a reason. They play. They've been dominant at home. Ooh, Illinois is a 21-point favorite over Minnesota. There's some giant spreads. Wisconsin is a 21 and a half point at home against Indiana, and like both of us were liking Indiana early because they, you know, they had a really dynamic offense, but mm-hmm. their defense has caught up to them, and yeah, they're not. They don't look. And I would be surprised if they covered the spread against Wisconsin up there at Camp Randall. Tell you what, I had three NFL games I like for our Beat the Schmoes football context, but Penn State getting 17 points. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, I tempting. think it was a lot, but I, that's... that's that's tempting. Mm-hmm. Very tempting. Evan Royster is now starting to run against Silas. Is it Silas Red? Freshman yeah, running it. back? Uh-huh. He's the third young running back in the uh, in uh, the third true freshman, I think. 
yeah, in the is. Big Ten that uh, is going to be an NFL player down the, down the road. Le'Veon well, Bell yeah. from Michigan State, true freshman, phenomenal, and the kid from Wisconsin, James White. That guy's making us forget about John Clay, the All-American. Uh, they have three good running backs over there at Wisconsin right now. So, mm-hmm. excellent. And there's a lot of good running backs in the, in the Big Ten. SEC has a bunch of receivers. Right now, the, the Big Ten has a bunch of linebackers and uh, running backs that are getting it done. If, yeah, if you're 235 pounds and can run like the wind, you're probably playing football in the Midwest this year. So. Mm-hmm. And if you're 235 pounds and can't run particularly well, you can always play fullback for Northwestern. Yes, or, or you can play uh, rec league softball for playerssportsgroup.net, by the way. <laughs> 888-463-674. You want to talk some football with the dog and the coach? It is a football Friday. Blue 42, red 17. Split left, split left. Hut, hut, hut. Hey, hut. By the way, Coach, I think we might have a listener. <laughs> Sorry, lost myself there. We might have a listener, by the way, because normally you say blue 32. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. You said blue 42 for some reason. Whatever. But yesterday, calling that game, some girl goes up behind center and she yells out, blue 32. <laughs> I'm like, does she listen to coach? Because I had no idea. She says it's just like you say, uh-huh. tone and everything. And uh-huh. I, 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 all of a sudden, I started finding her mildly attractive. It's outstanding. Another new listener jumping on board here in the two guys in a mic show. Unfortunately... According to our ratings, Big Dog, for every listener that jumps on, it seems to be three or four more that are uh, jumping off the ship. But you know, well, if you put it this way, if people are jumping off. Yes. Okay, that, that's good. At least they were on at some point. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the way, good news. The uh, world's largest station, WGN, has fired their program director, Big Dog. There will be another new program director that the two of us can send our resumes to and uh, get shot down yet again. Yet again. Well, I, I need to do that, by the way. I'm going to go in there. I'm yeah. gonna, I have an idea for a show. What? This show isn't good enough? Well, yeah, it'd be this show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'll just act like it was my idea. Yeah. David Olson, I'm not sure if you were aware. Kevin Matheny got the X at uh, WGN. As did Jim Lasky. The yeah, which is too bad. You know what? I, I listened to Jim Lasky. They was okay because he did the he's seven to nine brutal. stuff, right? I thought brutal. he was good. He's, a, he's an overnight or a weekend guy. See, I thought oh, he was good. You're, ta- you're talking putting a guy like him, yeah, like a, like a rookie on arguably yeah. one of the most famous radio stations in yeah. the country. That's exactly what he did. I thought he was good. Well, well, see, but David, Ugh. you're you're too much in a, you're looking for that canned radio personality. It's very no, similar. No, 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 I'm not looking. I, I'm lo- I'm looking for a good radio personality. He yeah, was different. He, he was real, even he, though he, he was terrible. I thought he was. He excellent. was terrible. He he, he was he, no he, no. Even though he, he was, was sec- in, he was second rate, and he didn't deserve a form I, that big. I, I thought he was he was second rate as far as his um, professional. When when I say second rate, meaning he didn't you know do all the things the radio professionals do. But he was a good listener. He was a real guy. He had great opinions. He was nice. He let the listeners talk. I thought he was a cool guy, even though. He had a previous direct record as a politician. Spent yeah, what, two I, years I in jail. I have never listened to a second of them for that. I'm sick of these guys screwing over the populace and, and having a case yeah, of life afterwards. Yeah, but if you listen to him, Big Doggy, you know he did his time. He was very apologetic about. It. He didn't hide behind it. He was a he was a good listen. I think. Hey, maybe if I apologize to my ex-wife, she'll give me all my money back. Uh, probably not, but it's worth a yeah, shot. Okay, there you go. Is your ex-wife? I've already a, apologized. It didn't work. Any chance your ex-wife is a program director? I don't think so, Coach. Okay, well, then you got a shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep track of all the program directors that have shot us down, Big Doug. It's it's a great thing. I I, I don't keep track. I'll let you do that for me. Oh. So, <laughs> one, day, one day I figure I'll help you out on, on this job search. Yeah, so. look at this stuff. So the Big Doug, you're taking a cheap shot at me. you got an idea for a program. He's going to 
Guy's going to get hired at WGN, and they're going to ask him about two guys in a mic and big dogs, and they go, two guys in a who? John, John Kahn? Who's John Kahn? <laughs> cool name, though. Kind of like Rokan. Coach? John Kahn. Mike Ditka, you mean? Who's coach? Yeah, I've seen that act before. All right, when we come back, David Big Olson Dog. of the Olsen Twins. <laughs> have you, have you uh, made your picks yet, or are you going to go off the cuff on Beat the Schmoes? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I actually I, I didn't really research these, uh, Coach, but uh-huh. I, I like my picks this week. So okay. uh, you guys go first, and I just have to remember what I picked, but I All picked right. them on Monday. All right, I got four NFL games. i got to separate one of the four. One of them involves the Bears, so I probably probably should leave that one out. Too much emotion when it comes to a Bear pick, Big Dog? Yeah, because i got to be honest with you, I, yeah. I think the Vikings are going to roll the Bears. Well, so unless I, you're saying the Bears are going to win, don't make the pick. Yeah, I'd say that's exactly where I'm going. I'm going to pick the other three games. All right, you can too, listeners out there. You want to play Beat the Schmoes, talk some football with us here on a Football Friday. Phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. We'll make our football picks and talk some NFL. When we come back, TalkZone.com, two guys in a mic. We break for about 38.5 seconds. to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And again, the big dog, as the announcer says, can be seen uh, via videotape, some of your predictions, and uh, some other entertaining interviews. Big dog, pump up that defined website once again. It's ShyTownMix.com. Uh, and uh, eventually... Eventually, you can go like that. If you look me like Joel Redwansky up at YouTube, yep. a bunch of other stuff comes up that isn't Chi-Town Mix, and it's like me interviewing people like at the Aaron Water Show. Yeah. I have to figure out this uh, how to actually align my page right, but the problem is I have to upload it or else I don't really have control over yeah. what I can throw up there first. Do you, you know what I'm saying, Coach? Not really. Well, it's a, it's a page. My page is, is – I would like to be directing people to go, hey, go to Joel Redwanski's page yeah. at, at YouTube. But since well, everybody else has filmed it and they've uploaded it, I don't really have control over the video yeah. like I want to. I think that goes back to your digital footprint, I think. But um, I will say on the website, there's there's almost too many videotapes. You, you, you think the Rain Man, the creator of that website, Robert McEwen, has a crush on me. I would think uh, quite the opposite because there's there's like 12 things on there. Ten of them are videos of you. Ten. It's actually more like 45. Yeah. That's why I've been able to hit 30,000 views in, in such a short time because I'm the one doing it all. But um, I've seen him work with other people that are on there, like okay. the real estate guy. Yep. It took every single one of those things that we show up there, 90% of them I did in one take, and I did it. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I want you to talk about this. 
and I'm like, okay, give me about a minute, and then I then I do it. He's like, okay, and then he goes and he edits it, and we put it up. It was like when we did the the real estate guy, that guy was there for two and a half hours, and there was like 25 edits or more in it. So like after a while, Robert's like, dude, I know who I have to work with. So nothing, nothing as exciting as an interview with a real estate guy. Oh, they, they, he, he was fucking short self. <laughs> And and he and he did it wasn't even wearing a suit or comb his hair. It was it was not a good look, coach. Was he wearing Actually. pants? Luckily for everybody, yeah. Right. Goodness. Speaking of which, the one interview you got up there on one of the uh, Chicago beautiful uh, Chicago lakefronts, the uh, guy and the girl. Uh, the guy is in various stages of undress. The girl is uh, very close to the guy. Is that? I'm almost embarrassed to ask, but is that a mother and son or husband yeah. and wife? It's a mother and son okay. combo. I and couldn't the tell. Son is talking about smoking weed yes. and dropping acid. Yes. And he's got his arm around his mom as he that, does this. That's why, to be honest, I asked you. But if I had to guess, if my life depended on after watching the interview, I would have said boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Well, I, she, I, she probably. Let me. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say these people don't have. We lost him. Down goes the big dog. Down goes the big dog. All right. We'll get him back in just a second. Beat the Schmoes. NFL football picks. College football picks. Any three games you want to pick. Other shows by Beat the Pros. We here at the Two Guys at a Mike show. Yes, sir. Oh, no. Go on. Go on. I was going to bring We play Beat the Schmoes. Any three games we pick against the point spread. David Olson, we uh, always give you first opportunity. Big Dog's already taking the three spot today, so I will let you lead off or go in the two spot. David's getting Joel back on the uh, phone here. We'll make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. We got the Big Dog back, Big Dog? Yes, I don't know what happened. Wow. I was going to bring up before we get to football. Yeah. uh, Have you seen the Paul Pierce story? No. Well, uh, Celtic? Yeah, or current Celtic, my fault. Yeah, current Celtic. Well, uh, the uh, Celtics beat the Heat last night. Yes, again. Again. Heck yeah. Um, um, Miami Heat, 5-4. and four. Exactly. And by the way, the Bulls, in their 72-win season, they didn't lose their fourth game until February. And it was after the All-Star <laughs> yeah. break, David. Remember, they were 44-3 yep. and yep. Three at the All-Star game that year. Yep. Well, <laughs> on his way out of town, Paul Pierce took a little shot on Twitter. Uh, what he tweeted after the win was, it's been a pleasure to bring my talents to South Beach. Now I'm in Memphis. Isn't that awesome? As Jackie Gleason would say, bang, zoom. Exactly. Nicely That's so played. That's better than I was going to say. Dan Ugla in a statement, somebody asked him, what do you want to do? you want to remain with the Florida Marlins? He's like, I want to keep my talents in South Florida. <laughs> That's what Dan Ugla said. So everybody's using it right now, Dave. Oh, that's solid. Bulls, yeah, by never, the way. Never gets old. Never gets old. <laughs> yeah, and we'll probably hear more of that. But uh, eh, there, There's dancers right now. Girls that are like 20 years old, just fantastic. Girl from Cuba. I'm going to keep my tennis in South Beach. So. <laughs> oh, goodness. Five and four. Five, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, have a better record than the Miami Heat right now. They were, they were four and three the last time you had checked during the show, Coach. That's unbelievable. So... That is technically a higher winning percentage. If you went to Las Vegas, Big Dog, with a couple of bucks in your pocket and you wanted to bet that the Cleveland Cavaliers this year, sans LeBron, will finish with a better record than the Miami Heat, don't shout this out because I'm going to write on a sheet of paper see if okay. I can guess it right. Okay. What odds would you have gotten in Las Vegas? I'm going to Honestly? Go, hold on. I'm going to show this up to David just so. What do you think? 15 to 1. 15? Yes. You're crazy. 15? Yes. Big dog. I got 750. 
15. No yeah, way. 15. That, that's a lot of money, Coach. No, it's not. For the Cavaliers to have a, without but, LeBron this year to have a better record than Miami. There's only two variables. There's only two variables. One team's record and the other team record. 15 to 1 is dramatic. Maybe, maybe, maybe I went wrong. Yeah. I, right. know, maybe so, I went but, too high. Somewhere between 15. Nice to know the two of us are in the same wavelength. I got 750. You're probably right. My prediction's too high only because of the potential for injury. I, I will tell you this, that uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers over under for victories this year was 66 and a half. What? And people were betting on my, they kept going Not, up. It started at like 64. And by no. the time of the opening whistle of no. the year, it was 66 whoa, 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 and a whoa, whoa, half. Whoa. Big dog, big dog. This year? This year, sixty-six so a bunch of people, wins. Uh, they, you know, they, uh, Vegas does a um, no. number of wins that you're going to do. They no. started it at sixty-four. Joe, that's, what, that's, what are you getting upset? I'm, I'm, I'm stop- Vegas put out. There? I'm stopping you because I don't want you to embarrass yourself further. That's incorrect info. There's no way. That is exactly right. It's, it ended up no. being the basically the NBA was saying, or Las Vegas was saying that the 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 over under for wins was sixty-six and a half. No. I'm saying you're right. I, I don't People think you're betting that much. People big dog, I think they were going to win 75 games. Coach. I, th- I think you're mistaken. Big dog. I am you, not mistaken. I was so shocked. It was the highest over under ever set on an NBA team for wait wins. Wait, wait, let, in their second of the three peak. Then they had them at 68 that year. Maybe we're not communicating here. Are we talking the Cavaliers or the Heat? The heat, the heat, there my fault, go. the heat. There you go. That's why I was like, I'm like trying to downplay this whole thing. I thought, you said Cleveland, okay, the Yeah, heat. my fault, the heat. Okay. And coach, yeah. you got to realize that I got a full deck on a bunch of suits, and okay. then I've got a half a deck on most of them. So, <laughs> yeah, like some people, like, people have told me that I'm either the smartest idiot they've ever met or the dumbest genius. I'm either or. I'm somewhere in the middle. So, <laughs> Would you rather be, David Olson, would you rather be the best of the worst, or would you rather be the worst of the best? Age-old question. And, and not an easy one. Worst of the best. Yes, I think they get paid the most. See, I, and right I, now, I would just take a, I'll take a paycheck. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'd rather be the worst of the best. Okay. Uh, but, but, right. yeah, and, seriously, Coach, 66 and a half, the Heat's win. It went from no, 64 to 66 and a half in like two weeks. That's a correct number. Uh, there is no way they're getting to that now at five and four. No way. Like, legitimately, they basically just took nine games off of their schedule, and they have to basically almost do the same amount of number. Uh, you know, they'd have to go 61 and a half the rest of the way. It's uh, impossible, almost. Cavaliers are 4-4, four and four, by the way. 4-4. Four and four. Okay. Thank you very much. And, Pretty- I, and I, I think I am going to go buy a Mo Williams jersey. <laughs> uh, all right. You buy Mo Williams, I'm going to find my J.J. Hickson jersey at a Dick Sporting Goods near me. If your team ain't got J.J. Hicks, and then your team can use some fixing. <laughs> All right, David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Time to make our Beat the Schmoes football picks. You want to go uh, first or second, David? Yeah, I'll lead off. I'll there lead you. off. Um, going to start with uh, Pittsburgh is favored by four and a half over New England. Oh, no. I like Pittsburgh. Don't do it. It's at Pittsburgh. Uh, New England has big problems stretching the field since they lost Randy Moss. So that means Troy Polamalu is going to go wild. Mm-hmm. So I like Pittsburgh in that one. Uh, San Francisco is favored by six over the Rams. Yep. I like the Rams in that. 
Very interesting. David Olson's stepping out. He might be stepping in something, but he is stepping well, out. Six points is a lot for you know two mediocre football teams. Yeah, never underestimate. Six points is a lot, and Sam Bradford has really picked it up the last few weeks. But what you yeah, don't and know. If you consider in the NFL how many games seem to come down to the wire every week. If you got yeah. NFL red zone, you know it from two forty-five to three fifteen. Your mouth is open, your tongue is out, and you're drooling all over yourself from the fantastic finishes going around the NFL. But big dog, what David Olson was not aware. <laughs> is that in uh, an eighth game of the season in November when they are a home favorite by six or more, the San Francisco 49ers in the last 20 years, when the weather is 60 degrees or over, which it will be, are uh, eight straight losses against the spread. The problem is this is week 10, Coach. Well, it's week eight for the San Francisco 49ers. They're two and five. No, they're, uh, they're I think they're two, they're two and six, Coach. I don't think so. But what... They're two and six, I promise you, because I did a video about how they were going to win the NFC West. I think your video is wrong. But either way, I thought I'd remember. I thought I'd do that in honor of the Duke Joe Crispino. We used to have a guy on the show, David, who'd come up with all these research stats, unbelievable stuff, and he did worse than when we used to spin the dice and make predictions. It was, and he it was would hilarious. Tell us- he would tell us, oh, yeah, I'm a, we, he, he would pick him one year at like 38%. And the last week of the year, he's like, yeah, I got to go 3-0 and this week to keep myself above 500. <laughs> like, you got to go 38-0 and to do that. <laughs> All right. So you got the Rams over Frisco. Game three, producer extraordinaire David Olson, a man who can turn out one in two weeks on a regular basis like very few others. Um, third one, um, the Browns are three-point dogs to the Jets. I like the Browns. So you are not uh, you're not buying the Jets hype. Nope, not anymore. Okay. Not anymore. They started out strong and they've been kind of weak. And I think uh, uh, Cleveland's kind of turned it on the last couple weeks. <laughs> Do you hear what Eric Mangini, the Cleveland Browns coach, said about Rex Ryan? Apparently, Rex has lost some weight. I think he said something like, "Big dog." Well, nobody really cares except in New York, where they'll have one less float for the Macy's parade. <laughs> Hopefully that was a good-natured banter. All right, David, we got you down. Cleveland over the Jets, Rams over Fritzko, Pittsburgh over New England. Big dog, I'm going to see if I can keep the streak alive here. Uh, I am going to – boy, I like the Vikings over the Bears, but I'm going to stay away from it only, really, because there's three other games I like a lot too. Houston Texans on the road at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars favored by two. I'm going to take the Houston Texans for a bounce-back uh, – actually, not bounce-back week, bounce-back couple of weeks – They've been playing terrible on that. but uh, So I got Houston on the road, taking two points. Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins, first time all year. I'm going to lay some um, beat the schmoes dollars on the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to take them over Tennessee. The Titans are a road favorite. I'm taking the Dolphins at home. I think that's a pretty solid pick. And uh, even though you never want to do this off hours, on the air, it's proven to be a good thing to do. I will disagree with David Olson. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers, give up six points. At home, I think the 49ers are rolling, and uh, I'll take them over the Rams. Thank you very much. And if, if, if elected, I do promise to uh, represent my entire clientele, and um, the following has been paid for the citizens for coaches' bad picks. Thank you. Well, if, if they're bad picks, Coach, I will definitely remind you of them next Friday. If that's okay with you. You're not on next week? No, I'll be here. Oh, okay. I'll be on, but you know, next Friday I'll, oh, I'll remind okay. you. I'm going to be well, I figured you'd remind me on Monday if I go 0-3. <laughs> All right, the world and a couple of very lonely females are anxiously awaiting your pick, Big Dog. Uh, you know, Coach, right you, now are, I, I, I kind of forgot all the games that, that I took, so i got to figure out how to, to, to remember what I actually paint, took. 
Paint a I'm picture. distracted right now. I have beauty all in front of me. So Paint a picture for us. Are you using the handheld or the Palm Pilot right now? Uh, Coach, right now I, do, I have somebody else that's actually using the handheld for me. Really? So I'm on the Palm Pilot, if you know what I'm saying. It's not a bad way to go. Yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, it, it's definitely a good way. <laughs> so, um, but the, the one game I have, this is not really going to, you know, have anybody get all excited about the, the game, but uh, Iowa State is a, is a road favorite. Shocking. There's no possible way that should happen. Exactly. So. Shocking. Who are they playing? They're playing Colorado. That's ridiculous. Colorado plus the two and a half Brent, coach. Yeah, it's a good call because uh, Colorado's got brand new coach. Right. And uh, yeah, Don Don Hawkins got. I love Don Hawkins too. He's a he was a, a spirit guy, a family guy, togetherness guy, rah rah guy. I like coaches like that. I'm sad to see uh, it didn't work out at Colorado. But you're predicting a little bit of a bump from a new coach for the uh, Colorado Buffalo. Yeah, and they're also going to bench uh, Dan Hawkins' son, who is the quarterback, yeah, that and was maybe a that might help. That was a problem. Okay, so and he's also Connie Hawkins' uh, illegitimate son. Did you know that? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Largest hands I've ever seen, by the way, Connie Hawkins. He could palm a – you ever see him? Like He could do all these dribbling drills, palm a basketball. But he's definitely not the uh, illegitimate father of uh, Donald Hawkins. Continue on. Okay, uh, uh, my uh, I have games all over the co- the country, Coach, and uh, I, I actually forgot which games that I was doing this week, so I, I, I'm not prepared. Uh, but I have Northwestern plus ten and a half at home against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Mm, interesting. Yes. Interesting. That's a, I, I thought about that. Stayed away from that one. That's gonna be an interesting ball game. Northwestern uh, and a big bounce back game, but Iowa still battling for their Big Ten championship. Light is big die. It's gonna be a pretty good pretty good game. Yeah, it should be. I think it's going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I hate to tell you this, coach, but I'm going to have to go no. after I after I make my last pick of the week because Don't I'm going to the hate mail that's going to happen. Oh, so I can't remember the last college game that I've picked. I'm going to have to say I, I think the Vikings are going to destroy the Bears, and I hopefully next week I'm two and one, and that's mm-hmm. the game that I lose. And yeah. I really want to be wrong about that game, but Vikings yeah. is a one point favorite. I think it's a laydown, coach. Well, you're you're a professional. So you don't want to let your emotions get in the way of what you think is a logical pick, and I tend to agree with you. Obviously, the Bears can win, and we here in Chicago will be rooting for the Bears. But, yeah, if you're looking at it perfectly objectively, yeah. uh, forget the records, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, a little bit of momentum now. Bears, clearly not as good as their record. I know it's at Soldier Field, but I don't think the home uh, the home field hasn't made a whole lot of difference the last five, six years for the Bears. It has not helped at all, Coach, and definitely yeah. not in this situation. Yeah. All right, so we will see. Very good picks. Let's break down that uh, game real quick. Minnesota at the uh, Chicago. First, Big Dog, you've been a part of uh, successful football programs and some that have struggled a little bit. Teams that have a little inner dissension, uh, can they make it work for them? I'm yeah, talking about it, the Minnesota Vikings right now. As soon as you win a game or two, then all of a sudden it brings the whole team together. If you keep on losing, then it tears them apart. So if you have a problem... It's really important that you get on a winning streak right when that problem happens or else it'll tear the team apart. So the, and I've never been on a team that had dissension on it ever, by the way. Well, so, that's because you were a team captain, bringing everybody together for a couple of kumbayas. Uh, believe it or not, Coach, that is true. Yes. Yes, well, that's what you do for our show. Whenever me and David are having a, a disagreement, uh, you know, possibly with the commander-in-chief, our fearless leader, Chris Whitting, you are the guy that brings us together, even though you rarely show up in the studio. <laughs> Actually, even when you're not here, we use you as a source of discussion. So you don't realize it, Joe, but you're a big part of the good karma the show has. 
Well, I, I do appreciate it. Now I have to let you and David Olson fend for yourselves. You're Beautiful. free to fly. I have, I've taught you enough, Coach. <laughs> Thank you. What do they call him, the sensei? All right. Big Dog, have, have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, you too, and I'll talk to you guys on Monday morning. Beautiful. There it is, the Big Dog checking in. And, again, you can uh, check out the show. The Big Dog was in studio. I think it's going to be up on the website sometime this weekend on the Chi-Town. See, I found out yesterday I've been called it Chi-Town. It's ChiTownMix.com. Yes, David. Yeah, and we've already got the, the uh, audio and video archives are available on TalkZone.com. Well, I, as always. As always. Yeah, that, that we shouldn't pass well, that Well, no, no, the video's not always available, but oh, okay. yeah, but we did put up okay. the video from yeah, yesterday's but, show as well. So. But we do remind the listeners out there, you guys are, one of the beautiful things about the TalkZone.com outstanding website, as is the TwoGuysMike.com website, you can go back and... Hear any of the shows. You know, you're sitting around. It's, it's a slow weekend. You don't want to go out and rake the leaves. Or in a couple of weeks, it'll be shoveling the snow. What better way to catch up on some of the lost shows? You know how you, you record your TV and you got your DVR shows you don't want to miss? You go back and catch an old two guys in a mic show. Keep the, keep the you know, play it for the whole family. Wintertime, you sit around the fireplace on a cozy Saturday night, big dog. Sorry, David Olson. You bring out, uh, you know, a little uh, life. You bring out Monopoly, whatever your favorite family game is. You tune on uh, an old two guys in a mic show. Not a bad way to spend a long, cold, dark January night in the city of Chicago. Uh, what a bunch of crap I'm throwing out. All right, so that, that's actually an interesting analysis from the big dog, though. And he's right on. Because the Minnesota Vikings, they got stuff going on with the whole Randy Moss thing. And you got the coach, Brad Childress, who it's pretty clear he is in a definite stage of, uh, I don't think disagreement's the right word, unlike. The, yeah, yeah. They just don't like yeah, each other. Yeah, there's a mutiny happening on the bounty, it seems. Yeah. But I'm kind of, I like, I was looking at that game too, and I'm like, nah. You know, it's, I, I, th- I think the Vikings are going to blow, blow the Bears out. Mm-hmm. I really do, but in my, and I don't know if it's the homer in me, but I, I couldn't pick against them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't pick against him. So. Yeah, uh, and I stayed away from it too. But I think again, Big Dog's point is very correct. Uh, that you start losing, and that stuff becomes a cancer that spreads. You start winning with the controversy, and can almost, in some semi-second sort of way, it starts to help you out. It starts to motivate yourself. And we all know, or at least most of us know, the the uh, Minnesota Vikings came from a couple touchdowns down last week. Miraculous comeback. They win the game in overtime. So. You know, maybe the momentum coming in now, and maybe, uh, you know, Brett Favre is going to want to prove Brad Childress wrong. Brad Childress is going to coach harder to prove that he is the coach of the team, so it could work for the Minnesota Vikings. Hope I'm wrong, because I am a Bears fan, but uh, all points are looking at the arrow pointing up for the Minnesota Vikings. So we will see. We will see. Percy Harvin now, one of the big threats for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. He is touch and go. Injured. And he's got an injury, but also a poor guy has been battling migraine. I'm, I'm hoping they're not covering up for anything else. But apparently, throughout his NFL career, and this guy's one of the real game breakers. Not the best players, but uh, exciting game breaker type kickoff returns, punt returns, deep passes in the NFL. Percy Harvin, he continues to battle severe migraine headaches. Held him out of practice all week for the Chicago Bears, The uh, the literally. The center of our ineffective offensive line, Olin Krutz, is injured, and he's questionable for the game. So that's going to be a factor if we have to play the big fellow, Lance Lewis, at uh, center. Our offensive line, as everybody here in Chicago, most NFL fans know we're already struggling enough uh, without taking our starting center away and, and disrupt 
the starting. I think they've been together, what, about two weeks all season long. They're just starting to get some karma together. So hopefully, hopefully we will not lose uh, Olin Krutz. But a uh, good slate of NFL games. The one uh, David picked, probably the marquee matchup of the day. I think that's the... Yeah, it's a Sunday night game, 7.20 p.m. Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. Pretty good marquee game right there. That'll be interesting. Tom Brady taking on Ben Roethlisberger. You got all the star power in that game. I happen to agree with you on the pick. Uh, David, I do think Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win that game, but we will see. Should be a good, good matchup. Indianapolis Colts trying to recover from a bad game last week. They're taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, who have uh, really screwed up this year. I mean, you talk about a team in disarray. They make the Minnesota Vikings Look like a happy time. I mean, it's unbelievable. Two and six right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. They got all kinds of issues going on over there. 888-463-6748. That is our phone number again. Triple eight four six three six seven four eight. Football Friday here on the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Coach flying solo the last ten minutes. Big Dog had to leave early. How about uh, Big Dog walking homeless in the city of Chicago last night? You know, it's. I mean, not that you ever want to experience it, but David, we we probably all would be better for experiencing that one time. You know, and, and you know, we read about it, and maybe "cliche" is the wrong word to use, but it sounds so cliche uh, to say, you know, the whole, you know, homeless person, the homeless people. We got to solve the homeless problem, the homeless shelter. We tend to lose its effect, similar to what we talked about on Veterans Day yesterday, where. It, to me, anyways, and I think some people, you got to remind yourself that it's not video, it's not a movie, it's not a tape. Real, real human beings out there with guns in a war situation with their life at threat literally 24-7. It's just hard to actually imagine. Well, it's the same thing with being homeless. And not every homeless guy is the complete wasted away drunk that we might meet on the street sometime. More often than not, that's the incorrect definition of the homeless person. There's a lot of uh, normal people, especially, obviously, in these economic times. But what a weird, we, we take it for granted, I think, those of us that not only have shelter, but have had it all our life. And if you're not uh, sure what I'm talking about, earlier in the program, Joel had mentioned he was supposed to stay over at a friend's house last night. Joel does not have a car, so transportation is an issue. The friend gave him the key. The only problem was the key did open the door. That's the good news. The only problem was there were four other locks bolted. Couldn't get in the house, couldn't contact anybody via phone, had no transportation, and found himself one thirty at night wandering the city of Chicago and not necessarily the best of neighborhoods. But, um, again, it's probably something we all might want to experience to really, really appreciate it. Interesting. Maybe I'll try it this weekend. Wife is out of town. Not a bad weekend to try it. Then again, I can't leave the kids at home. Teenagers at home, not a good thing, David Olson. Not a good thing. I have gotten to the point now where the uh, the beers, I count. In the, in the little back room, keep a count. And, you know, every time the friends are over, they leave for the night or whatever, I always do a little double check on the beer count. Now the liquor bottles are a little harder to keep track of. Well, yeah, because there there are ways around the liquor bottles. Yes. So you, if you mark the levels, yeah, you know, you just dump you dump yeah, it out and yeah. then they fill it up with water. Kids, kids are smart. Yeah, you sound like you might have done that back in of the course. day. Of <laughs> course. Oh, of course. Well, you know, you get the two liter bottle and yeah. you just take a little splash of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which, I, I, which is I, I, not a smart thing to do, but no. you do what you have to do. No, I haven't quite figured out that Everclear. Do kids? Is Everclear still? 
even in the yeah, it's it, it's still around, but kids don't drink it because no nobody has it in their house anymore. Okay, I remember when I was going to college, that they we called them grain alcohol parties. That stuff was dangerous. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you pour a whole bottle and then you, and then you put like a couple gallons of Kool Aid. Yeah, punch mix it up. Yeah, yeah. But the, what's dangerous about it is it didn't really taste that alcoholic. So you didn't realize how how potentially wasted you were getting. I still remember. I I did not drink much in high school at all, if at all. Just was not part of that crowd. It was not in my uh, vernacular, not in my regime. But upon going to college, I'll still never forget the first time. I, I, I knew very little about the effects of liquor, the training, if you will, the media, the uh, instructions from school, from parents. Back then, and unfortunately for me, back then was a while ago, was not as good as it is now. So my, my knowledge of it wasn't great. And I still remember like the first week we had a um, party, guys' dorm and girls' dorm. A little mixer, if you will. My first chance to make an impression with the young females at Tulane University. Before the party, I was up in the room. Seven. Seven shots of Southern Comfort. And then a couple of beers. Yeah, not smart. And again, I I was not a drinker in high school, so my knowledge of it, I didn't really know how much I was drinking. Not smart would be the understatement. To say the least, I did not make a particularly good first impression on the uh, females at, at university. And it kind of went downhill from there. But, yeah, seven, I think it was like seven shots. But green alcohol party, those were, where did you go? Oh, you went to Columbia. Columbia College. Number, ranked number six party school by Playboy magazine? Well, no, I mean, we would, I mean, we would drink at the uh, surrounding bars and mm-hmm. hotels that were down there on South Michigan Avenue at the time. Yeah. I only say numbers. Before, but between classes, by the way. Between Since, classes. Well, Columbia was a commuter school. Ah. So if you were taking a four-credit-hour class, instead of having, you know, two two-hour classes a week, you'd have class once a week, four hours. <laughs> okay. That's the way it would work. So instead of, you know, instead of going to school five days a week, I would go two. I would go two days a week, but I'd be there, I'd be there from 8 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, mm-hmm. two days a week. Because, you know, you have a three-hour class in the morning and a four-hour class in the afternoon. So you finish one Two class. Hour, yeah. Cocktails. You know, you would you would have uh, a night class. You'd have like a six to ten night class. But your last afternoon class would wrap up at like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So Got time to kill. Yeah, exa- exactly. So we'd go we'd go to the hotel bar across the street. We'd order mm-hmm. pizza and then pitcher after pitcher after mm-hmm. pitcher of beer. I'm, I'm sure your evening professors were thrilled to have you in class. Oh, yeah, there were a couple of them. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I've heard a happy hour after the classes, but you guys are having happy yeah, hour between, between classes. classes. Yeah, between there classes. you go. Yeah, and, and I was only being somewhat facetious when I said, you know, Columbia, number six party school rated by Playboys, because every school. I remember back in the day, and even fairly recently, I haven't heard as much talk about it because I'm a little bit more removed from it, but, yeah, you know, I, I go to Tennessee. Hey, yeah, we were ranked number three party school by so-and-so magazine, and this university over here, yeah, we were number eight party school. Everybody, everybody's school, I think, was ranked in the top ten party schools by some magazine. Hogwash. Tulane University down in New Orleans, though, not too bad. You go down to the uh, French Quarter. It got old after a couple of years, but um, that was a pretty good time. 
Pretty good time down in New Orleans. 888-463-6748. We're wrapping up a football Friday, folks. We made our Beat the Schmoes football predictions. If you want to call in, you can still sneak in and make uh, some picks here on the show, and you can always do it via or email. Don't forget, you can always contact us. Positive comments, negative comments, criticisms, show suggestions. You want to get uh, the big dog off the air. You want to get me off the air. You want to have David Olson go solo. Whatever your show suggestion might be, you can always do it at the mic. Two guys at AOL.com website. That's M, not website, but email address. Uh, M-I-C and the number two. Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Don't forget to visit our website, which is www.twoguysmike.com. All kinds of uh, good stuff on there. Some uh, don't, uh, The coach's quarter, you know, I need to update that. Been a while. Got to mark that on my things to do, but I do need to update that. But we got all kinds of links, all kinds of fun stuff on the website, so make sure you check that out. We do hope everybody out there has a great weekend. Make sure you watch uh, some of the big football games over the weekend. Catch a little basketball, too. College basketball. First big weekend of college basketball. So we'll uh, get an early indication. Some of our teams are doing my favorite Northwestern Wildcats opening up on the road today, taking our Northern Illinois University. Had all my Friday night plans tonight. I was going to be home. Wife is gone. Got to keep an eye on the kids. But that's okay. I don't mind being home tonight. I can watch Northwestern in their opening game. No TV. Nada. No TV. Can't listen to basketball on radio. That's not going to work. All right. Have a great weekend. We'll be back at you Monday at 10 o'clock. David Olson, our producer. Phenomenal job the entire week. Uh, We will see you Monday at 10 o'clock. Be good. Two guys and a mic signing off.